You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here's episode 27, Conflict of Interest Between Restoration and Mold Mitigation Companies. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, it is November and it is getting colder in Wyoming. Yeah, colder. It's been cold for a while, so <laughs> I think our high or our low tonight's going to be 9 degrees, 2 degrees. I can't remember, but anyhow, it's a lot colder here than most of you guys are probably uh, used to, so yes, it is getting colder. Yeah, even if you East Coasters, I know I'm from Connecticut, born and raised, and uh I told Steve, I told you, I never knew what breathing ice felt like until coming to Wyoming. So it's a different kind of place. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we're supposed to uh, obviously get more snow. That's nothing new. We've had several snowstorms so far, so it is what it is. But that's why we love Wyoming. That's right. No people. Um, let's talk about today's episode. So today we're talking about conflict of interest between. The restoration company doing mop-up and the mold mitigation company. Before I met you, I didn't even know what a restoration company was. So for those listeners out there listening, why don't we give them a breakdown of what what is a restoration company? So by definition, I'm not going to say a restoration company is restoration by definition. To me, a restoration company is a company uh, like our competitors. I'm not going to name any of the names of the companies, but I'm sure our listeners know who they are. To me, a restoration company is the company that, for the most part, you call your insurance company if your basement floods or waterline breaks. So you call your insurance agent, they they get a hold of whoever, the adjuster, then they send what I call a restoration company out. So that company, what I call it, is a mop-up company. So more or less, their job is to come in and mop it up initially. 
by definition, now restoration would mean they restore the property to the condition it was before. So when I say restoration, I'm talking about the company that's the first company that comes in and does what we call the mop up. Does, now, does the, do those companies that, you know, you have a flood in your basement, you call them in the middle of the night and they come and they mop it up. Do they also do the other pieces of it, like the mold mitigation and then the restoration, like putting sheetrock back in the basement? From what I understand, yes, these, these companies that we're referring to, my competitors, yes, they come in more or less, it's the same company from start to finish. And, you know, whether it's subcontracted out or whatnot, it's still the same company. And so, you know, they come in, do the mop up. Then if there's a mold issue a week later, they do the mold mitigation. And then once that's completed, they do the restoration, putting all the sheetrock and everything back up. So, so yes, they, they typically do all that. Whereas what our company does is we don't come in and do any sort of mop up. We're a mitigation company. So, and, and by definition, once again, um, you know, part of mitigation would entail if it was a leaky roof that causes the, the moisture intrusion or the mold issue, we would say, hey, you need to mitigate that issue. But when I say mitigation for CNC, what I mean is, is we just go in and we take care of your mold issues, run air tests, and then we walk away. So we have no vested interest as far as how quick the mop-up's done. Uh, we're just there to make sure the home is back to its healthy state and the mold is mitigated. And so the reason why, reason I wanted to do this episode was, you know, most people just don't know any better. You call your insurance agent, they send our competitors out there. This company gets out there, they're going to do the mop up. And, and when we say call in the middle of the night, for the most part, you're probably not going to call your insurance agent in the middle of the night and they probably won't answer. So, the reason I'm bringing that up is, is the fact that once you have a moisture intrusion event, within 48, well not within, after 48 hours, that's when the mold spores start to reproduce. So if you don't get that humidity level down below 60% within 48 hours, you potentially could have a mold infestation. So let's look at it this way. You, you call your insurance company, by the time you get the, the mop-up company out there, it's probably been 48 hours. And... I'm not accusing any companies of doing this, but a mop-up job, I would imagine, is probably, you know, three, $4,000 job. A mold job, on average, is probably 15000 And so, to me, it's a conflict of interest, and that's why we do things the way we do it. I have no interest in dragging my feet and not, you know, getting the, stuff, the, the property dried out within 48 hours so that we can do a big mold job. Which, which makes a lot of sense. So, then... A lot of people might listen to this and they go, well, why wouldn't I hire somebody who can do all of it from the mop up to the restoration? Why would I want to hire a mold mitigation company that really focuses in on the mitigation of the mold? And I know you talked about conflict of interest, but what can somebody who specializes in mold mitigation only do for a client that maybe the restoration company might not be able to do as well? Well, first and foremost, we're not, we don't even come into the picture. We're not involved with the property until there is a known mold issue. So we can't be accused of anything as far as, oh, if you would have gotten it dried up sooner, we could have got it. As far as a mold mitigation company, it's, it's to me, it's the same thing. And, and any of you listeners that have listened long enough know that I use, I like to use medical analogies, but it's no different than 
a, an orthopedic specialist. And even an orthopedic specializes in knees, uh, shoulders, uh, you know, backs. So even, even an orthopedic has their specialty. And so when you hire a mold mitigation company come in, you're hiring a company that only deals with mold. We don't do any of the rehab. We don't do any of the mop-up. And of course, you know, obviously I'm speaking for myself and our company. I obviously do podcasts. I've written books. I do consultations. Whereas our competitors, they yeah, they just advertise on TV because they make so much money doing what they do. But they don't specialize really. You couldn't really say they specialize in mold. The companies I'm talking about that are competitors, they go in and do they do fire restoration. So, and I've seen this, you know, I, I say this once in a while on TV when we're watching a news story. You know, before before the the uh, fire, and I'm just going to word it this way, and of course it's exaggerated a little bit. Before the fire's out, you already have our competitors right there at the property trying to get that fire restoration. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're they're at like ambulance chasers to me. Whereas we don't, we specialize in only mold mitigation. That's all we do. My, my goal, obviously, the reason that I started doing what I'm doing as far as podcasts and, um, you know, writing books, I do a weekly uh, Facebook post that's informational is I want to educate people. I don't believe our competitors. I'm not saying they're 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 not willing to, but but that's not their business plan. Whereas our business plan is to educate or excuse me, educate people of this mold epidemic. And so that's why to me, hiring a specialist is you're you're better off going with that specialist because that's all they do. Absolutely. And and you're being really nice about the competition. And I would want to add in the fact that of I think people really need to ask questions before they bring in some of those very well-known uh, franchises, because after all, they are franchises. And what you're speaking to is you bring how many years of experience in terms of contractor background, mold mitigation, mold consulting. When you actually start to do your homework on some of these franchise operations that are mop-up, and you ask the people who are actually in your house to do the mop-up, how many years of general contracting experience do you have? How many years of mold mitigation experience do you have? How many certifications do you have? You start to figure out that their business model is really more about running a franchise exactly. than it is having mold expertise. Exactly. And that, cause, and that's a great way to look at it is, is, and I, once again, I'm not, I'm not making any accusations, but I'm just throwing my opinion out there, but you, it was very well stated the way you said it. They're more or less, they're just in there to fix the issue that they see or the concerns and, and, and write you an invoice. I'm there because in our company, because we are going to only attack the mold side of it. We have the expertise. We have the experience. We're not a franchise. I don't have to pay franchise fees. And the reason why we get the work we get is due to the fact that I can underbid those companies, not by a, a ton, but I'll, I would imagine I'm probably 30% lower than they are. Well, I don't have to pay franchise fees. So to me, it's... You know, like I said, and I like I like to, to, to look at it as ambulance chasers. They just, there's a flood, or let's just say hurricanes. You know, we're, we're just getting past hurricane season. But these companies, I mean, they're showing up with semis, with dehumidifiers and, and probably hundreds of employees. And to me, you're, 
you're kind of taking advantage of a vulnerable situation for the homeowners, whereas we're not. We we don't come in until there's a mold issue. And so there's no questions asked as far as, you know, did you guys cause it? Um, and when I say cause it, obviously the, the my competitors aren't causing the mold problem, but I do believe that they can contribute to a mold infestation because they're a mop-up company, which if you don't do it in a timely manner, like we've talked about, it could lead to a mold problem. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's important for... Uh, people to ask him questions before they hire anyone, you know? So what do you think people should be asking so they know if they're getting somebody really qualified, whether they use a franchise or they use a mold mitigation company, what should they be looking for? So obviously you you touched on it, certifications, and, you know, I don't want to sound like it's these certifications don't matter, but for the most part, you know, these companies, my competitors, they send their guys to get certified. And the end of the day, just because you have certification doesn't mean you know what you're doing. And so you need to ask, obviously you ask if they're certified. And, and I don't care whether it's a franchise or not, you know, you wanna make sure in the state of Wyoming, sadly enough, we're not regulated by the state. So we don't have to be certified. We don't have to be insured. Of course we are. But if you're dealing with any type of company when it comes to restoration or mitigation, make sure they are certified and make sure they are insured. Now, once again, the reason I think that I have the edge that I have is you have to ask about experience. Like how long have you been doing this? Not how long has the franchise been in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri. How long have you personally been doing this? And, you know, when you have, when you have a couple guys that are there and, and, and I'll, I'll say young kids because I'm in my 40s, but when you have the young kids, these 20-year-olds, they might be great workers, hard workers that are certified, but they might not have the expertise. So that's why you want to ask, you know, how many how many mold jobs do you do a year? And stay specific to mold, not how many restoration jobs, because, you know, you could, you could do restoration, but that doesn't mean you're doing mold. So ask those kinds of questions so that, you know, especially let's say with the mop-up company, I would push them kind of hard and say, so what happens if you guys don't get this mopped up within a certain amount of time? Ask them, how long does it take for mold to start reproducing? Uh, you know, what, what molds are toxic? I mean, ask them the questions that I can give you answers to because of my expertise of what I've done. But on the other hand, if you ask them those questions, they'd be like, I, I don't know. Well, that tells you right then and there that certification means nothing. Exactly. I think that's that's really important. So um, talk a little bit about the inspection company doing the mitigation. Okay, so we do, um, in January every year, I do free radon testing. And I don't talk much about radon, but I do radon testing. And, the, the, and it's because it's Radon Awareness Month. The most common question I get is, is do you do radon mitigation? And I don't. And the reason people are going to ask that is, is, oh, is he doing this for free so that he can get a mitigation job? Kind of like the mop-up company drags their feet so they can get a mold mitigation job. If you're, if the person doing the inspection, and this has happened, not, not as often as you would think. So I go out, I do a mold inspection, and I find, a, 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 you know, all these mold problems. If I turn around and give the estimate to that homeowner, they could look at it and go, oh, he was here to find a mold issue. So if you have those concerns, what you need to do, 
And I always recommend this. If I do the inspection, I will give them an estimate, but I always tell them, go to one of my competitors and get an estimate from them. If you want them to come look at the property, do that. So if you think there's a conflict between your inspector and the same company doing the mitigation, just go get a third opinion. Absolutely. That's that's To me, that's the easiest way around it. So the, the call to action then is, even if you're considering a, a restoration company doing the mop-up versus going to a mold mitigation company, get a second and a third opinion so you exactly. can compare. Yes. And I'm not obviously your insurance uh, agent. I'm not the insurance company, but I'm pretty sure you don't have to go with whoever your insurance company recommends. And and the reason I say that is, is if, if that's the case, it'd be like your realtor saying, you have to use this in this inspector. Wouldn't you think that would be a red flag? Yeah. So I guess my point is with that is, is ask your insurance agent, hey, can I shop around and see? Because there could be a case, let's say it's a $15,000 job that they're going to cover. You might be able to come get a bid from someone like me that's just a specialist in mold. And I might be doing it for ten to 12000 So you could save three grand. So yes, make sure that, you know, you're not just, you're not just going with whoever the insurance guy sent or the first company that showed up on the property. Exactly. Wow. You heard it from the expert. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share this podcast with any person you know who has either had issues with moisture intrusion events, has dealt with mop-up companies, or is trying to figure out how to solve a current mold problem. This will help them. So please share this with as many people as you know need it. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.